Welcome to Choir Talks. My name is Greg O'Neill. I'm the worship pastor at Ridgecrest Baptist Church in Madison, Mississippi, and Choir Talks is my weekly podcast. Honey from a rock. That sounds crazy, doesn't it? That comes from a scripture that I want us to look at today. Um, It's Psalm 81. The artist who wrote the song that we know as Psalm 81 must have been singing the Bible's first recorded song, which is the Song of Moses found in Deuteronomy 32. That's the song that Moses composed as he looked back at God's deliverance of the people of Israel out of Egypt and specifically how he led them through the Red Sea. The writer of Psalm 81, writing hundreds of years later, uses some of that same language and he has that same picture in mind. This psalm was probably written for the Feast of Tabernacles, which is the feast that the uh, Hebrew people used to celebrate God's bringing them through the wilderness. The psalm writer was definitely thinking about how God brought those Hebrew people through e- out of Egypt and thinking about God as Jehovah Jireh, the God who is our provider. God definitely provided for the people of Israel. It's a massive group of people wandering through the desert. Um, They were sustained by God's provisions. When there was no water, he gave them water from a rock. When there was no food, he gave them manna or bread from heaven. When there was no meat, he gave them quail. He led them by his cloud by day and by a pillar of fire by night. He made their clothes and their shoes not wear out. All these supernatural provisions that God made for his people as they wandered through the desert show that God's intent wasn't to miraculously bring them out of Egypt just to allow them to die in a desert for lack of provision. And so as Psalm 81 reflects back on that, the Lord speaks directly into that psalm. And he says this in verse 10. I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of Egypt. Open wide your mouth and I will fill it. That's an awesome verse. I am the Lord your God, speaking about uh, his identity as the almighty creator, but also I see that word your in there, speaking about the relationship that he has with them. He says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, reminding them of the miraculous past that he's shown them. And then he says, so open wide your mouth and I will fill it. The great preacher Spurgeon said, are you growing conscious of your own power? If so, pray against it with all your might. A much better thing is to become conscious of your own weakness. You will not open your mouth wide if you do not realize how weak you are. If you feel that you're strong, you will cease crying out to God for strength. I love that phrase, open wide your mouth and fill it. I just want you to think about that for a second. Picture a nest of little birds reaching up with their their mouths wide open, uh, as wide as they can get them open. For us, we open our mouths to receive from the Lord when we sense our own need, just like those birds when we know that we are hungry. We open wide our mouths when we understand the greatness of God. We open wide our mouths when we expect God to act. Even though God was generous and faithful, the Hebrews were anything but faithful. His plan was to bless his people as they faithfully followed him, but they they would not. Listen to this from verse 13. 
God says, if, if my people would only listen to me, if Israel would only follow my ways, how quickly I would sub- subdue their enemies. Um, so his, his intent was to bless them if only they were obedient. But they ignored the greatness of God. They ignored the provision that he had brought and that he wanted to bring to them. God longs to bless them, to show his strength in their lives. This psalm shows what the Israelites missed, but it also shows you what can be. So hear this wonderful promise at the end of the psalm. Um, When God speaks to the one who is willing to obey, he says, but you would be fed with the finest of wheat. With honey from the rock, I would satisfy you. Honey from a rock. That phrase just sticks out, doesn't it? I mean, there's no honey in rocks. A rock is, is, is harsh. It's an unpromising thing when you are looking for food, a way to feed your hunger. And yet this is a, a picture of God's provision, even in the rocky, craggy, difficult uh, places of adversity that we find ourselves in. Using impossible circumstances at unlikely times, God can feed us. Honey, Honey is a, a, it's a sweetness that satisfies. He not only satisfies us with what we need, he does it in a way that, that brings sweetness. Honey also reminds me of that phrase of where he was leading them. He was leading them to the promised land, which he said would be a land flowing with milk and honey. That's an overflow of God's blessing. Reminds me of Psalm 23 where uh, David says, my, In your presence, Lord, my cup overflows. So honey from a rock, it's, it's, that's an impossible thing. Yet like the provisions that God had already shown in the desert, nothing is impossible for God. Isaiah talks about him making streams in a desert, a highway through the sea. We know in Exodus it talked about him parting the waters. We have a strong and an amazing God. His desire is to bless you as, as his child and us as his people. So we approach him in faith we approach him acknowledging our own weakness and our own need and then we we open wide our mouths so that he can give us the provision that we need see the lord that way this week and speak to him in that way have a great week